welcome to Cancer Conversations. I'm your host, Erica Matthews. I am a wife, mom, and wellness coach. I understand the trauma of getting a cancer diagnosis and the intense battle a person instantly steps into. This podcast is all about learning how to overcome adversity and how activating faith plays a key role in the outcomes we want to have. Each week, I will be bringing you education and inspiration, as well as interviews with other fellow warriors. Get ready to be empowered in your faith, mindset, and your health. Now, let's get into today's episode. All right. Well, I am so excited to have Leanne Lindsay here with us today for this podcast episode. I'm just going to share a little bit about her, and then we'll get into the episode. But Leanne is the founder of The Accrescent, and she's a practitioner at Leanne Lindsay, and she supports clients in person and remotely through one-to-one neurotransformational coaching and evox therapy, which is voice mapping and biofeedback technology. Through both, Leanne helps clients identify and release the subconscious barriers keeping them stuck in limiting patterns so that clients can up-level and create more joy, peace, and alignment in any area of life. All right. Well, that's amazing. I love all that. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Erica. I'm so happy to be here. This is going to be so much fun. Oh my goodness. Yes. We've got lots in common. Well, I just want to start off by sharing how you and I know each other, and that's through Dr. Keneally's clinic, the Cancer Center for Healing. And I I remember when I was, you know, sitting in the open space there getting, you know, whether it was a vitamin C drip or hydrogen peroxide, you know, whatever it was, I would see this pretty blonde girl walk by and I wasn't sure if you worked or, but then I was like, no, I think she's a patient. And then I, you know, soon learned more about you. And so I would just love for you to, you know, start off, start off by sharing a little bit about who you are and even why you were at the Cancer Center for Healing. Yes, yes. Well, I'll take it back to 2020 because you had it right. I was a patient and I ended up working there for a time too. So it was a little bit of both. But in 2020, I actually ended up at the Cancer Center as a breast cancer patient. Mm. And was going through all the tests, the RGCC, the thermography, the ultrasound, all the things. And as you know, Evox therapy is one of the modalities that Dr. Keneally really loves her cancer patients to at least give a try because she really feels, and I completely agree, that the emotional component to cancer just cannot be overlooked. And I... I have always loved introspection and trying to figure out why do I think the way I think? Why do I act the way I act? You know, I remember being 10 years old and journaling out questions like, oh, this person said this and it made me feel that way. And I think this is why they made me feel that way. Wow. I've always loved that. And I've loved trying different modalities, but I had never found an emotional, I had never found an emotional wellness tool that was just so impactful that I was like, oh, I want to keep using this one. And with Evox, the very first day, the very first session, I just, it was like epiphany after epiphany, immediately going home and seeing shifts in the way I felt, shifts in my external life and how I was interacting with people. 
it was just so instantly impactful for me that I was like, whoa, okay, what is this? I want to keep using this because this is really making strides in my life. But long story short, you know, after maybe a year of doing more intense treatments at the cancer center, it wasn't until the start of 2021 that I was like, you know what? I think this is the tool I was meant to use to help Mm -hmm. people. And thus began the journey of me getting the technology and getting trained and certified and then launching the Accrescent, which is my practice that revolves all around emotional wellness and mental health. So that's kind of the the long story short. Wow. Well, so take us back to how you even found out you had breast cancer. Sure. Yes. This is kind of funky because it was fall of 2019. And I woke up in the middle of the night with a blinding, searing pain in my right breast. I just, I thought it was so bizarre, wakes me up from a deep sleep, so painful that it's literally waking me up in the middle of the night. And then the pain didn't go away. Mm. It was lingering for a couple weeks, which I just thought was so strange. So I went to see my general practitioner and she pretty much just wrote me off. She was like, you know what? It's probably your gallbladder. You're young. It's probably your gallbladder. And in my head, I was like, I think I know where this, like, I feel where this pain is coming from. I'm pretty sure this is my breast. And I just had this intuitive feeling like, no, you need to get this looked at, which is different for me because I tend to be the one that's like, oh, let me put off going to the doctor as long as I possibly can. It's like such a nuisance to me, although now I've really shifted my perspective on that, but ended up going to get an ultrasound. Mind you, I had never had a mammogram. I've never had a breast ultrasound. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Get an ultrasound and the practitioner was like, there's a two millimeter lump. And the way in which the tissue is growing is not normal. This is definitely abnormal tissue. The little like tendrils and threads in this tissue look like cancer cells. And so she was really urging me to get it checked out. And then ultimately, that's what led me to the Cancer Center for Healing and, of course, doing much, much further testing there. Ultimately, in 2021, because of COVID and everything going on, I had to delay surgery for a year. But I did ultimately end up having the lump removed. And now for me, it's just thankfully I didn't need to do radiation. I didn't need to do chemo. It's just now checking in with yearly MRIs. Every couple of years, I'll probably do the RGCC test, which I'm sure you're familiar with to keep on top of that. Okay, so looking back, if you, you know, had had like stage two breast cancer or stage three, do you think with what you know now, because I know you know a lot, would you have done chemotherapy? Oh, gosh. Here's what I would say. (laughs) First, I would have done the RGCC to see what anti-cancerous agents work on my cancer cells. Yeah. And if something like IPT, the insulin potentiation therapy that the cancer center does, came up as something that was working on my cancer cells, absolutely, I would have done that. But I wouldn't, and this is just me, I wouldn't have just done chemo without first doing RGCC to see if that's something that my cancer cells specifically would even respond to. Now, with all that said, if that test came back and it said, hey, traditional chemo is working on your cells, then that's something I would really take into consideration now that we've done a test and I see that it's working. But of course, with what we know and how 
depleting that is to our immune system, how corrosive chemo can be to the rest of our body. If I did end up doing it, it would be paired with a ton of immune support. Of course, all the deep digging to figure out what was causing the cancer to grow in the first place. So exactly. That's my two cents on that. Yeah, no, I love that. I know. I wish more doctors were on board with the RGCC because it is so personalized. And I think a lot of holistic cancer clinics are, but it's just it's just that personalized like roadmap. And it's not just limited to, you know, that specific test, but it just, you know, like I said, it's a roadmap for for patients. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, I think. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember. I know it's so funny because I know I interviewed you on Dr. Keneally's podcast way back then, although that was it feels like years ago now. So I don't remember. Did you do chemo and radiation? No, no, I I did. Okay, so obviously I had I did the RGCC, but I did the IPT. Um, Okay, and it I felt like I mean, I did we threw anything and everything at I mean, at my situation, just because of there was so much cancer throughout my body. I mean, mm-hmm. it was they they never gave me a certain time frame to live. And I thank God, because when I was really in that beginning, very fearful stage, I, it could have, you know, quite frankly, wounded me mm-hmm. and set me back even more. So they they never did that. And, you know, personally, I don't think that's right that any doctors do that because people, especially, you know, cancer patients who are so fearful, you know, most of them, especially in the beginning, they really take that to heart. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I don't think it does patients, you know, a, a good service anyways. And so I'm just so grateful. Even Dr. Keneally in the beginning, she was uh, working with me on my mindset and the affirmations and uh, encouraging me to, you know, surround myself with people that could believe for me and with me. So I love that about her. I know. And she's so, what I love is it's not an afterthought. Yeah. For her, it's it's not just like, okay, we're going to do all these tests and all these treatments. And, oh, you know what? On the side, if you want to do some emotional work, she's like, no. Yeah. You need to get your mind straight. You need yep. to get your emotions. If there is anything lingering, if there is anything brewing, we need to clear that out. It's top priority along with everything else you're doing. And that's just so huge to the point that you made at the beginning conventional medicine they're they're not talking about a lot of the things we're talking about when it comes yeah. to the physiological potential physiological root causes of cancer but i don't know that any conventional oncologist is also talking about potential emotional root causes of cancer right so it's just huge it's huge that that's a part of it and obviously it's changed both of our lives having exactly. that exposure from her oh yes absolutely yeah i think you know, as I continue to do that uh, component of healing, I can just see that it's, I mean, it's everything, you know, it's just part of what we have to do. If we truly want true health, I think you, you have to heal the whole package, right? Because we're not separate from our mind. We're not separate from our body. We're not separate from the spiritual part. It's all connected. And so we do have to heal every single part. And so I love that. So let's just, you know, get into exactly what Evox therapy is. And because I think a lot of people listening into the show may not know about that. Um, if they do, maybe they know just a little bit about it. And so, yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. All right. We'll dive in. And 
feel free to just interject whenever because, you know, it takes a little time to explain it. So if something comes up, just interject completely. But yeah, so to give you the broad idea of the technology, Evox is a combination of two things, something called voice mapping and then the biofeedback. So what is voice mapping? We know all day long, whenever we're talking, there are measurable tones in our voice that correlate to emotion. So what we're doing with the voice mapping is as the client is talking about a predetermined topic, we're measuring the tones in their voice to see what emotions are coming up as imbalanced in relation to that topic we're discussing. Mm -hmm. Then once we've identified those imbalanced emotions, we are outputting the frequencies into the body that have been found to help support the balancing and the release of those emotions. So that's it. That's really the nitty gritty of what is the technology. But of course, it's one thing to know what the technology is. It's another to know, okay, how can this actually help me? (laughs) How does that translate into my everyday life? And I'll expand on this. And first I'll start with, I use the technology, but another lens that I bring to the table is I really look at emotional healing, mental health through the lens of the subconscious mind, because we know that we have our conscious mind, but it's our subconscious mind that is responsible for 80 to 95% of the decisions we make in a day. And that's huge. And the subconscious mind is what stores our unresolved experiences our traumatic experiences, our repressed emotions, our limiting beliefs. And so all of those things in the subconscious, they're running the show, which is why for me, looking at emotional healing through that lens helps us get to the root of it so much quicker. Because I really do believe the subconscious mind is only ever trying to protect us. It's just sometimes it's working on truths that aren't true for us anymore. Or it has old tools that we used to survive in childhood that we don't need those tools anymore. We can expand into into more helpful tools, for example. And so really the way that I use Evox is it's a couple things. It's acute stress or chronic patterns. So if someone comes in and they're going, you know what, I there's been a loss in the family, or I've got a big career change coming up, or maybe I just received a health diagnosis. And I just feel all of this turbulence within me. I need a little bit more peace around this topic. I need a little bit more clarity around this topic. And so we'll use the Evox number one to help give that body the frequencies that help calm those emotions, help soothe the nervous system. But then as we're going through the Evox, that's where I'm helping give the client questions to help us identify why did this cause me so much turbulence? And what do I need to do or clear or get to, to restore peace and calm and confidence going forward? Mm -hmm. The other area that I use it, and this tends to be the area I use it for most, is more of the chronic patterns that we feel stuck in. So, and I I delineate these into emotional patterns and behavioral patterns. So I have a lot of people who might come in and go, you know, I just feel stuck in this pattern of anxiety or fear or anger. The behavioral patterns are more things like, you know what, no matter what I do, I just keep attracting toxic people or I keep letting people take advantage of me. I can't set boundaries. I use food to soothe my emotions. I have difficulty communicating. And it's a, it's a similar process of we're going, we're identifying where do I feel stuck 
And then we're starting to puzzle out what is going on in the subconscious that's keeping me stuck here. Mm-hmm. And I love to say we know that there's a conscious and a subconscious misalignment when we feel stuck in something. It's like, I know I need to shift out of this. I know I shouldn't be stressed. I know I should set boundaries with this person who keeps taking advantage of me, but I just can't seem to do it. Or I yo-yo. Maybe I can do it for a little bit. Maybe I can step into the pattern and the beliefs and the behaviors that I want to for a little bit, but I keep falling back into whatever that old pattern was. For me, those are the two clear signs. There's a conscious and a subconscious disconnect, and we've got to figure out what's going on subconsciously that keeps kind of almost like magnetically pulling us back into those old things. So that's that's a little bit of the big picture, but <laughs> feel free to interject with any additional questions. I love that. Well, so do you see a lot of cancer clients or is it like a mix? It's more of a mix. And I think it's also because I have my own practice here. So I do have a couple a couple breast cancer patients actually specifically. Yeah, it's funny now that I'm thinking about it. They're all breast cancer. Oh, no, no. There's one. There's one other that has a different type of cancer, a gentleman. But it tends to be more of a mix, I think, too, because on social media and just across the platforms, I'm not only talking specifically about cancer. Yeah. So I might have someone come in who's dealing with my mom passed and I still, you know, I it's been five years and there's still so much turbulence around it. So it really runs the gambit of what I'm looking at. But with cancer specifically, when it comes up, there's really two things that are instantly on my radar. Number one, and it kind of depends where we're at too. Oftentimes we need to process just the trauma of the experience, getting the diagnosis, going through treatment, which can oftentimes be really traumatizing and scary, having to interact with friends and family that can cause turbulence there. So it's kind of like the acute, let's make sure that we are processing and releasing just the experience of going through cancer so that nothing there is building up. But then we also want to ask some of those deeper questions. What is still unresolved within me from my past that might have been causing turbulence for years and years and years that just was weighing on my whole mind, body, and spirit? Mm -hmm. So do you ever like come out and ask someone that? Like Like that pointedly? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I Well, normally I frame it just how I framed it to you. I'll let them know. Okay. These are the two things on my radar. We want to clear out this trauma of this diagnosis of going through treatment. But to do due diligence, at some point, we also want to be asking these questions of what's unresolved. And oftentimes, not oftentimes, every time, people usually have an idea of a couple of things. You know, this happened here in childhood. This thing happened in adulthood. And so once we start to dive into that, we'll definitely chat about which one should we start with, which one might have caused the most turbulence and or still causes the most activation and dysregulation within me and kind of puzzle out where to start with those. Right. Yeah, I can't remember because I did Evox with Liliana at the Cancer Center, and I can't remember how many sessions I had. I found it completely like fascinating in the sense of, Um, Because I'm a coach, I was like, oh my gosh, well, I've done so much work on myself. And so when Dr. Keneally had mentioned to me, like she actually, no, she didn't mention, she told me I had to do Evox therapy. It was like, um, (laughs) it was, yeah, it was a non-negotiable, but, Mm -hmm. and I know, I know, I mean, now I, I completely understand, but you know, 
we, we, I remember diving into and spending a lot of time on my parents mm-hmm. and, and different things with that. And so for some reason that threw me off a little bit, you know, I, I don't think I was really, it, it was explained as well as what you're telling me, because mm-hmm. I think honestly, every single person, you know, especially with a cancer diagnosis is going to be able to benefit from this because I know I'm not the only one that is of the mindset, oh, cancer's for those people. Because mm-hmm. cancer is the biggest interruption of your entire life. You literally have to change every single thing. And I think that is, that's traumatizing alone. Oh my right? gosh, 100%. So I think everybody needs to be doing evox therapy. This is, you know, yeah. Yeah, well, to the point you're making too, it's, especially when someone's in the thick of it. I've worked with more people who are maybe a little bit more where you're at, they're on the other side of it. And actually a big thing that I work on with the breast cancer patients is the hypervigilance that comes after. Yeah. And just every little ache and pain. Oh, is it the cancer? Is it back? And so we work on that. And that is part of the trauma response. Our mm-hmm. brain going, this happened. If I think about it and worry about it nonstop all the time, maybe it won't happen again. However, I think we can see that that's not always super beneficial to be hypervigilant and worrying about every little thing all the time. Oh, but yeah. the point the point I want to make is, especially when we're in the thick of the treatments, there's so much, I hate that this is the reality, but it is, there's so much you have to carry as the patient. It's not just, oh my gosh, this happened to me. I need to figure out my treatment schedule. I need to stay on top of it. I need to keep up with my labs. And then a lot of people find, oh, I need to now comfort my friends and family and be the go-between with them and explain and maybe even justify why I'm going the route that I want to go. And so there actually can be so much more involved with it. Now I have to change my eating and this, and my friends are looking at me weird for doing that, or my family members, da-da-da, right? Oh, yeah. And I think how Evox can be super helpful in those moments is also helping us process and sit with, for example, let's say I really do need to make a whole lifestyle change and my, my family isn't quite on board. My, let's say my extended family isn't on board. Well, if in my subconscious, I'm afraid if I make these changes, I'm going to lose that community. I'm going to lose my family and that deep connection with them. That might be a barrier to me being able to make the changes I need to make to heal. Mm, and yeah. that's something we can sit with and, and identify in an evox session is am i afraid i'll lose them if i make these choices and where can i find resolution in that are there different conversations i need to have can i explain this to them in a different way can i reassure myself that maybe i'm not going to lose those people so there's any number of routes we can go down but when we're in the thick of treatments it can be great just to help release the overwhelm, release the stress, release the emotions that are coming up. But then also if we're finding that there's barriers and fears, we don't just need to sit and stew in them. We can start to identify them and bring resolution and more peace around some of those things. So it's a little bit like you're a facilitator, but also a little bit of coaching too. Totally. Yes, Yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Because I... I never know where a session's going to go. Mm-hmm. The great thing about the Evox technology is it's measuring the vocal tones and it's outputting the frequencies on its own based on what it's reading and determining. 
I think the unique piece that I bring to it is really being able to go, let's puzzle this out. It's almost like we're doing detective work. Mm-hmm. Where is this turbulence coming from? And I do think it's it's something I love. And I think maybe I have a little bit of an inherent ability to be able to, when someone's talking, hear what the limiting beliefs are in their subconscious or be able to go, okay, what happened in childhood around this? Because it sounds like there might be something going on there. So I think helping them while they're in the session do that detective work and piece the puzzles of it or puzzle the pieces together is really what I kind of uniquely bring to the table, I think. Let's pause from this episode because I want to share about my wellness strategy sessions. If you didn't know I offer this, then definitely listen in. I created these sessions because I did not know someone who had the knowledge that I wanted, someone who had been down a similar path as me, and someone who would provide the prayer support that I was looking for when I got diagnosed with stage 4 ovarian cancer. Basically, I wanted someone who would help shortcut my journey. So in our sessions, we will take a deep dive into your current wellness plan, your lifestyle, and your protocol. We will develop a vision for optimal health. We will teach you how to stop living in fear and start feeling confident in your journey because fear plays a huge part and not a good part. We will also teach you how to uncover beliefs, blocks, and behaviors that prevent you from living the life that you desire. So here's a couple questions to ask yourself. Do you actually believe that emotional healing can help you receive your physical healing? Ask yourself if you struggle to feel confident that you're doing the right things to actually achieve wellness. And do you desire someone in your corner who can encourage guide, and share their knowledge and experience with you? Well, if you answered yes to any of those questions, then we definitely need to chat. Please inquire at hello at ericamatthews.co. All right, let's get back into the episode. Oh my gosh. And so how amazing is it when someone feels like their problems are solved? Because it's like you can just, I don't know, like a huge burden is lifted. And so you know, it's, on multiple levels, it sounds like. <laughs> it's, it's everything. I'll give you an example, actually, of a breast cancer patient I just had in recently. And by the way, the, once I share it, I, a lot of people might find that it resonates. But she came in, she was saying, I have such a hard time just resting, just not going, 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 giving myself the rest that I need. And we started to puzzle this out more, right? Because this is a big thing. If I can't rest, if I can't give my body calm and whatever it needs to restore itself, that can be a huge root cause factor into why cancer is brewing because I'm not listening to my body. And so we're starting to puzzle this out. And as we dipped back into childhood, we realized in her home growing up, it was all about what you did for the family. If I didn't get the chores done, mom would go off in a tizzy and yell and even leave for a little bit. She would just leave the home and the kid didn't know where she was going or when she was coming back. Mm. So we started to realize for her, the fallout is if I don't get everything done that I need to, there's like this deep core wound of I'm going to be abandoned. Mm. I don't know when they're coming back. So it's not safe. And what was so interesting is she's also been dealing with some other chronic illnesses 
And what came up towards the very end of the session, this was so profound, is we asked the question as she was going into one of the outputs, what would life look like if I could believe that rest was safe? And the answer that instantly came into her mind was, well, I wouldn't need to be sick. Mm. And the way that we interpret that or the way that I interpret that is the only way that her mind felt justified in resting was through illness. Wow. Well, if I'm sick, then I can rest. No one's going to question that. If I'm sick, I deserve rest, but otherwise I don't. Hmm. And all of a sudden, we can start to see how one belief from these experiences in childhood might be extrapolating into her whole entire life. And that's not to say that that one belief is the only root cause for her chronic illnesses. There's, you know, there's probably some physiological root causes too, right? There's almost always multiple things going on. Definitely. But if at her core, rest doesn't feel safe, her subconscious is going, I'm going to be abandoned. I'm going to be yelled at. Even though as adults, we can go, okay, that, that's not what's going to happen. The majority of our subconscious is created between those ages of zero to seven, mm-hmm. zero to 14, if we're being really generous. So they're running the show. And that was just like such a clear example. And for her, it was such a big light bulb moment of, whoa, is a part of my subconscious keeping me in illness because it knows I need rest, but it feels like the only way I can get that rest is if I have kind of illness as the excuse to do it. Oh my goodness. I bet that was incredibly, you know, like huge light bulbs for that client of yours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what I love is everyone leaves saying, oh, my God, I feel so much lighter. Hmm. I feel so much calmer in my body. And that I really do believe is, of course, what we're identifying through these questions and through the inquiry and the puzzling. But the biofeedback part of Evox is really so soothing to the nervous system which is huge because a dysregulated nervous system has its own cascade. You know, it keeps us in chronic cortisol and adrenaline. So there's there's a lot going on there. But one of the things I really, really love about Evox is that when you end a session, nine times out of 10, the person goes, oh my gosh, I feel so much lighter. I feel at peace. I feel calm in my mind, body, and spirit. And that's huge because you never want to send someone off with them in a state of dysregulation. That feels awful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But sometimes modalities that don't involve a little bit of a somatic piece, a piece that's addressing the physiological dysregulation, we're talking about these triggering topics. We get triggered, but we're not doing anything to calm that trigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so you had said the word clear. So what does that look like when you're helping to clear, you know, someone of a process or a a behavior or a belief system that's sabotaging to them. Mm -hmm. It's multifaceted for sure. And this is the hard piece with emotional work because it's not like a blood test where I can go, okay, well, your cortisol was here and now it's here. So look at the progress we've made, which is why oftentimes what I'm tracking with clients is if let's say we've identified a pattern Let's say it's just anxiety, for example. We'll get a couple broad measurements, like how frequently do I experience it? What's the intensity that I experience it on a scale of one to 10? What's my awareness around this pattern? 
And then what's my ability to pivot out of the pattern when it comes up? Those are the four things I track with clients. Mm. That way, let's say they come in the very first day and they're going, I have a level 10 anxiety at least once a day. Okay, great. Maybe two weeks later, they're going, you know what? Now I have a level five anxiety three times a week. So this is a little bit of what we're tracking and we're looking at. But in terms of actually clearing it out, the goal isn't necessarily to get us to a point where, like, especially with something like emotions, the goal is never to get us to a point where it's like, I never experience anything painful or sad ever, ever. No, I'm not trying to make you a robot. <laughs> we're not trying to be Zen Buddhas, but we're trying to get ourselves to a point where the dysregulation and the stress that is unnecessary is coming up way less often because we've cleared out some of the past stuff that's causing turbulence. And also when turbulence does come up, when stress or anxiety or fear or grief does come up, we have so many more resources to be able to get through that difficult time so much quicker, to be able to restore calm and composure so much quicker. And that's really big because I do think, and I hear this sometimes, especially on social media and different platforms, that sometimes there's a sentiment of, oh, you got bothered by something? Well, you're just not meditating hard enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not doing enough. And that, for me, is not realistic. We are humans. There are going to be hard, painful, scary things that happen in life. The goal is just to make sure that the things that aren't actually hard, painful, and scary aren't dysregulating us. And then the things that are, we can get through with so much more ease and grace and calm. Mm-hmm. If that, that makes a little like, bit of sense. Yeah. So I love that. Um, so have you had clients or even heard of people with a cancer diagnosis, you know, doing this type of emotional work and then becoming cancer free? I mean, I know, uh, obviously, with cancer, you're throwing multiple things at it. But do you know what I'm saying? Have you heard of this before? Yeah. So I... Like I said, all of the clients, except one that I'm working with, technically, they're on the other end of their cancer treatments. Actually, Mm. I just had a client in this morning who just yesterday had her mammogram and her ultrasound that was completely clear, which was amazing. So we were celebrating that. But to your point, I, I haven't, I only have the one gentleman who I've worked with who's maybe in currently in cancer and doing treatments Mm -hmm. so I and I can't really report back on that yet because he's still in the thick of it but I also you know I I think I also just have to be really careful because I I don't want to say this cures cancer of course course. I can't I can't say that at all and right so multifaceted what I love to say I think in general when I talk about evox though is it's a resource it's a tool right and it's up to each of us to try as many tools as possible and find the resources that really resonate and work for us. There might be some, like I've got some clients who go, I hate breath work. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't do anything for me. I don't like it. And so I might then give them like a vagus nerve exercise or an EFT tapping meditation to do. Mm. To the clients who hate breath work, does that mean that breath work doesn't work? No. Does that mean that breathwork isn't the perfect tool for someone else? No, not necessarily. It's just not the tool for them right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I like to look at Evox too, is it, it's another resource for emotional support. If you give it a try, it might be the perfect tool for you. And if not, 
it doesn't mean it's not the perfect tool for someone else. It just means maybe right now your mind, body, and spirit is needing a little something else. So that's kind of how I like to approach it. It's not, this is the one thing that's going to cure everyone, everywhere of everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong, though, with working on your emotional and mental health. I mean, cancer diagnosis or not. I mean, I've been coaching for years and, well, like eight years, and you just are a better person. Like, you're a better human, you know, once you hire a coach. And I... And, and do something, you know, as beneficial as this. I remember uh, years ago when I was forced, um, was recommended, highly recommended for me to do counseling. And I'll never forget the, the counselor. She was yawning like oh. the entire time. And I remember being so offended by that. I was like, how rude. And so I was so turned off by, by anything like that. And then um, I connected, fast forward years later, I connected with this. Um, she was kind of like a trauma coach, and I felt like I definitely needed that. And so I did a lot of work with her. And then my my eyes were just like so opened because she was able to get in, almost like get into my soul mm-hmm. in in a way that no one else had. And mm-hmm. I got so much breakthrough. I mean, we are talking... I must have left weights, <laughs> weights and weights of, <laughs> of junk, um, you know, time and time again um, in our sessions. And so it was it was so powerful. And so I did that for years. And that's what kind of led me into doing my own, you know, becoming a holistic health coach. And mine was a, for a weight loss program. And then, of course, uh, it led me into life coaching. And then I got, you know, diagnosed with stage four cancer. So it's just like this, you know, evolving practice but i think gosh i just think this would be amazing for for anyone that's really interested in becoming the best version of themselves you know mm-hmm. yeah something i like to say I'll, I'll add two things to that one is sometimes it can start to feel like oh what do you mean like there's more i've got to go clear out there's more quote unquote bad stuff or negative right. stuff i've got to go clear out and that's not how i look at it at all i look at it as wherever you're at right now through the emotional work, we are pursuing even more peace, even more joy, even more alignment in my life with my relationships, with my career, with my relationship with myself. And that's what it's all about because joy and peace and alignment, they're not finite. So if you think your life is amazing right now, the emotional work, like, can you imagine even better? Can you imagine even more joy, even more peace, even more alignment? That's what we're pursuing. Mm. But the second piece I want to add to that is I am really, and this is like becoming more and more of a mission for me, is so many people now really understand, okay, I need to check in with my physical health. (laughs) I need to monitor my toxin, my toxic burden because of the Mm. world we live in now and just how much toxicity there is. And we sort of are, we're starting to understand more and more yeah, I need to do something on a daily basis for my physical wellness. And my goal is to help us get to a point where we look at emotional health in the same way. I need to be doing something every day for my emotional wellness. And this is a big part of what I work on with clients, helping them develop their at-home emotional Mm -hmm. wellness protocol and program and whatever that might look like for them uniquely and specifically. Mm -hmm. But that's the goal. Because I think right now we kind of look at it like, Almost like, well, if nothing, you know, if the house isn't burning down, I don't need to do anything. Oh, isn't that true? (laughs) 
Oh, oh, and I I don't know where that mindset comes from. And I will say I was a little bit like that. I mean, now I'm like all in, you know, but a lot of people are like that. And it's it's like, how do we get the message out there about being proactive in every area, the spiritual piece, the emotional, it, it, it all, it's so important. Mm-hmm. And it can feel overwhelming at first, I'm sure. I mean, we've both been there where you feel like, oh my goodness, there's all these changes I need to make. But that's a huge part of my mission with clients too, is everything I give them to do at home, it's free. It takes five minutes. It doesn't, you know, emotional wellness doesn't need to be me sitting in silence for an hour staring at the wall. It doesn't Mm -hmm. need to be me every single day you know, pouring my heart out to my therapist. There's really simple, free, easy things we can do every single day that help give our mind, body, and spirit safety signals that help soothe the dysregulated nervous system. And that prevents the buildup. It's preventative work. Just like we do some of our health stuff to prevent negative health, it's the same thing with the emotional work. Mm. It's You know, I know Dr. Keneally says she does something to detox her body on a daily basis because the world we live in, there's just so much toxicity from our food to our air to our water. And I say the same thing with with emotions. We live in an emotionally toxic world sometimes. There's a lot of negativity coming at us from all different areas. The news, social media, maybe familial groups, maybe work, there's really toxic people. And so it's the same thing. We've got to kind of detox our emotional system and support that emotional system on a daily basis too. I love that. It's, so it sounds like you inspire people to do the simple things at home, you know, that are necessary nowadays. So, so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. You know, it, it's a lot of, we're doing, it's so funny because I, I love to make things multifaceted. So, you know, we've talked about Evox and the detective work that we do in sessions, but there's also a lot of education around the nervous system and our stress responses and how to soothe our nervous system. And we also puzzle out what is this person's default stress response? Is it the fight? Is it flight? Is it freeze or fawn? And so it's very bio-individual. And with that education, though, I think the client becomes so empowered that they're not dependent on me. It's not like, okay, the only time I can support myself is during Evox. Mm. They're going home and really developing so many tools and resources of their own so that they can recognize the state they're in and know and have a whole list of resources they can draw on when they need to, mm-hmm. which is, is, is super, super important to me. So Well, and I think too, like just the awareness alone, it can just be huge for someone just knowing like, oh my goodness, I you know, I think like this, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And then just having that, like that aha moment. I know when I um, get breakthrough in an area, I'm literally will sometimes be like shocked, like, wow, you know, but then I'm just like free, you know? I totally, the freedom that comes in the epiphanies is just like, it's almost like an analogy I use often is some of the emotional work, like talk therapy, like these patterns that we feel pulled into, it's like there's a magnet, just mm-hmm. I, I can't fight it. I'm just getting pulled into this pattern. And we have things that make us aware of the magnet. But with Evox therapy, I like to say Evox just gets rid of the magnet altogether. Mm. Whereas before, if we're aware of the magnet, well, now I just need to fight it for the rest of my life. 
mm-hmm. and kind of white knuckle it and have the grit and the determination to just overcome that magnetic pull into the old patterns and ways of thinking and beliefs, et cetera. With Evox, we're clearing out the magnet altogether so that you don't need to just like through sheer determination, try and overcome it. We've identified the root cause. So now the mind, body, spirit doesn't even feel the need to have that magnet there at all. Wow. This is great. <laughs> Love it. So, so how many sessions do you recommend for someone? Typically speaking, especially when I first start working with someone, I love if we can do at least four sessions in a row, back to back on a weekly basis. So really a month, one, you know, four weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. That's the ideal. With that said, what I have found, is, especially if we're working on a really specific topic, mm-hmm. it tends to be about four to eight sessions. If it's really deep seated, maybe there's a lot of trauma, maybe three months of sessions to really start to clear that out. But for sure, every single person who's come in has said, even within one session, I notice a difference in how I feel and how I think and how I'm mm. acting. And that's huge. And then the other thing that I'll say to that is I also have the Evox membership. And so I have a lot of people who maybe after that initial treatment phase, for lack of a better word, although we're not treating disease, of course, I have to mm-hmm. legally say that. But after yeah. maybe that those initial four weeks or eight weeks of sessions, they might just start coming in once a month to just make sure nothing's building up. It's kind of that monthly check-in, that monthly attunement to just process, release, sit through anything big that's coming up. So there, there's a lot of different ways to use it, but I do think it's really great in the beginning if we can do four sessions in a row, because that's also the best way, I think, for the client to be able to determine, is this the tool for me right now? If we do four in a row, you're going to know super quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, either it's working or it's not. And so that's the general recommendation. And yeah, that's awesome. And how long have you been doing this then? This will be second two and a half years. Yeah, wow. two and a half years. I know it's funny. It doesn't feel like that long. And yet it feels like I've been doing this forever. Oh, because <laughs> you're so meant to do this. That's why. That's really how it feels. Like I said, the resonance when I started doing it was, oh, yeah, no, this is it. This is what I was meant to do. So I know I'm so blessed. I absolutely love every day I drive into work and I just think I you know, I could change someone's life today. And by proxy, the lives of the people who are in their life. And that Mm. is the biggest honor. It's the most fulfilling thing I could possibly do. So I completely agree. When you, like I said, solving problems or just helping to change a life in such a profound way like this, I mean, there's nothing like it. So we're doing great people. Yeah. I don't think we know how much more peace we can have. Right. How much lighter we could feel because we do get used to the hustle and bustle and the anxiety and the stress and the fear. And so, yes, I am just when someone comes in, I'm like, oh, my, I can't wait. I can't wait for what's coming for you because the peace, the calm, the safety, the trust, the joy. Ugh. It's all there. Right. And if you have all of that, it's just there, but in even greater quantities, you know? Mm-hmm. So good. Okay. You have a podcast. Is that right? Yes, I do. Yes. It's called The Accrescent. The Accrescent Podcast. Same as the business, The Accrescent. And it might be very similar to what you're doing. Lots mm. of conversations 
from more of the holistic approach to yeah. physical and mental health. What's really fun is I also do a lot of solo episodes where I'm oftentimes talking about maybe themes that I'm seeing coming up with clients mm. or themes that I'm seeing in my own life. I share a lot about my own personal healing journey and the things I'm overcoming and what's helping me and what I'm noticing. There's also a couple episodes of client testimonials, which has been super fun. Mm. There's, a, you know, a, I just released last week a whole, I think, hour and a half long conversation with one of my clients detailing her whole experience of four Evox sessions. So lots of stuff going on on the podcast. That's so great. So the name is so interesting. What does it mean and how did you come up with it? Yes. Okay. I'm so glad you asked because a lot of people don't. A crescent. A crescent means continual growth. And this is really just my core philosophy as a person. Yeah. Of course, the philosophy of the brand that I want to help inspire and enable continual growth in all areas of life, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical. And so that's what the the brand embodies. That's what the podcast embodies is that continual growth. Mm, I love that. That's so good. Well, Leanne, where can people find you? Because I know people are going to be so inspired from this episode. I I know I'm inspired. So I I just know people are going to want to reach out and inquire. Oh, thank you. Yes, I'd say Instagram and then the website are the best places to start. Maybe you can link it too, because the crescent is a hard word to spell. No one knows how to spell it. But the business page is at the crescent on Instagram and that's really just so much information on the nervous system, emotional wellness, evox, coaching, all those things. And then my personal page is at Leanne Lindsay. And then the website, which is theacrescent.com, where you can find blog posts and all the podcast episodes and lots more information over there. Mm, so good. Well, I'm so thankful that you took your time to come on the show. And I know people are going to find so much value and just know that there's just another level to our healing and that this would be a great thing for people, you know, to know about. And I'm always wanting to bring, you know, resources and just different ways to heal on the show and just introduce my people to other healers. And so this has been great. Thank you so much. That flew by. I can't even believe that hour went so fast. Yeah. <laughs> that was so fun. Thank you for having me on yes. for letting me share a little bit about Evox and what Yes. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the show. My prayer is that the podcast encouraged you and filled you with hope. If you loved what you heard today and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. To catch the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at It's Erica Matthews and join my Hope and Healing for Cancer Facebook group. Remember this, anything worth having takes work. See you next week for a new episode.